Like, yo, I feel too good. Like, I was trying to download this one track. I don't even know if people still do that. I was looking on that pistol. I was looking for I Can't Feel My Face. Ooh, I wanted that track as an opener. I seem to can't find that file nowhere. I don't know why people have that file so hidden for some reason. I just don't get it. I don't. Like, come on, man. Like, can somebody just, like, give me the link? Tell me where to find I Can't Feel My Face with Joel Santana and Lil Wayne. This is crazy. This is crazy, man. I've been trying to find this file for, like, years. Can't find it. Every time I look, every time I look, it always turns out, it's not the song that I'm looking for. It's some other version of I Can't Feel My Face. Um, yeah, I'm just flabbergasted. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man. It's going to be a good episode. It's going to be a good episode. I'm going to be talking some uh, who I think are some good MVP candidates this year for the NFL. I'm going to try to bring up their stats and why I think these boys have been putting up some massive numbers and out there just balling, you feel me? I'm talking about one candidate. It ain't no order. I'm going to be talking about different guys. I'm be talking about different people. So I don't want people to think I'm just only talking about one person or whatever. Um, first guy I'm going to talk about. Everybody be struggling to say his name. That man had Tua Tungvaluwa, man. Let me tell you something, man. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I think I closed it out too. I did. I thought this thing was up here. Nope. I must have got rid of it off the screen. Damn man, Tua. It's one of the first guys I want to talk about. That man's nice. Two on the season. Got the Miami Dolphins sitting at three and one. You go back to last year. He did the same thing. Yeah, he was starting out hot. Then he got hurt. Happens. It does. Frequent NFL injuries happen all the time. Um, it just sometimes is. It could be. Ending of the season. Some of it could be you missing a lot of time. But uh, he had. I keep going back for people. They keep saying he had three. He had two that was reported. Let's cut. The, let's cut the crap. He missed five games. He only had two concussions. He didn't have three. Um, that man Tua. He started out the season throwing four hundred sixty-six yards, three TDs, and a pick. Hundred and ten passer rating. 62.22 completion percentage, right? He was averaging 10.36 yards per average. So, he was pushing the ball down the field, right? He comes back the next week, throws 70% against the Patriots, 249 yards, and a 92.2 passer rating. He was pushing it 8.3 yards a pass. The Patriots was kind of playing in them gaps. They was playing a little bit more sound, giving Tyreek and Jalen little issues to get open. They won. Then it was that Broncos game. That's when I, I wish he would have put up way more yards than what he did, but he was going off. He had an 88.46 completion percentage, 309 yards pass, four TDs, no picks, 155.8 passer rate, 11.88 yards a pass, and they won that game. Now everybody wants to be in up in arms and want to talk about the loss last week of them facing the Bills, but he still put up 71.43 completion percentage. He only threw 10 incompletions. Only 10. The first first game of the season, he threw 17. The last game, he threw only 10. So he's not throwing many incompletions. 282 yards, one TD, one pick, 92.8 pass rate. He did get sacked four times. He did, but he was pushing. He was trying to push it, even when they were really taking away Tyreek out the game. He had 8.06 yards a pass. Tua is not someone to be like for people to be like trying to count out right now. Tua is like, he's putting up numbers like, he's he, he wants to, he got something to prove. Like right now on the season, 71.32 completion percentage, 1,306 yards, 9 TDs, 3 picks, 114.4 passer rating. And he's pushing the ball down the field now. Yards per average, 9.60? 
Come on, man. Tua Tagovailoa, man, is out here, and he's putting on numbers. Now, I want people to pay attention to why I, I be glossing over the fact that Tua puts up these numbers and that he is top 10 in that list. Like, he bumped down some guys and stuff. He, when he's played big marquee games or put up or faced certain teams, he's played well. Let's go back to when it was 20, I think it was 2021. Not even 2020, but I'm going to say 2021. They played the Chiefs. We only lost by three points. This all remember that. He only lost. He only We only lost that game by three points. I'm about to see if I can find it now. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Was it 2021? Or was it 2020? Yep. We lost. We lost by six points. He, we lost 33 to 27. His day was 28 to 48. 58.33 completions. 316 yards. Two TDs, one pick. He had an 83.3 passer rating. But he did get sacked four times. But he was trying to push it down the field. 6.58 passer rate or yards per pass. Now you got to think, in that game, that when they played them, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you like who he was actually throwing to, which was insane to think. Like That's that's why like when I see people talk stats or talk certain things, I just be like, you got to realize who a quarterback throws to or who he's working with at the time, right? So, yeah, Len Bowden Jr. He had seven receptions for 82 yards. Mike Jacecki had five receptions, 65 yards, two TDs. Mac Harlan had five receptions, 66 yards. Jakeem Grant had drops in the game. Or he could have had one that was gone like 60-some yards. He dropped it. He had three receptions, 32 yards. Adam Shaheen, two receptions, 26. Durham Smythe, two receptions, 19. You got to think, Patrick Mahomes was out there throwing to Travis Kelsey, eight receptions, 136 yards. Clyde Zaire, five receptions, 59. That's the running back. Tyreek caught three passes for 79 yards, one TD. So he wasn't even a factor in the game. Kel Harmon, Sammy Watkins, Le'Veon Bell. Do you see those names versus what he was dealing with at that time? That was just off the top, you know. I remember that game. And I was just like, oh, we should have got that one. We should have we should have took it and just that last drive. It was that last drive and stuff. And you know, you know what teams do. Once they get the ball, they hold it, and they make sure that other team don't get back out there. Cause at first the Chiefs was running through them; they were they were giving them fits, so they had no choice but to uh, play ball control at the end and be like, "All right, these boys are scoring too fast. Let's stop this." Um, I'm gonna see. I'm gonna bring up another game where he was going crazy. Let's go back to last year, right? I was at this game. I watched this live with my own eyes. When the Dolphins played the Baltimore Ravens. We was now 28 to 7 and a half. I remember telling I remember two guys were telling me, yo, this game is over, man. I don't even know why you standing or even having eight or nachos. Let's go ahead and eat it, man, because this game is over, right? That's what he told me. Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to Come on now. This thing froze up. I got started over. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Brick had a technical issue. But, yeah, 
Um, yeah, uh, let me go back to my original thought. So when they played the Ravens, we was down 28-7. to I had people all around me telling me, yo, eat your nachos. This game is over. Like, y'all not coming back from this. And in my head, uh, the way Lamar was moving down the field, Bateman was getting 70-yard passes. Uh, the way they were scoring, I was just, I really was this at a disbelief. I was like, man, we not gonna, we not gonna win this game. We really gonna be looking bad. And um, I said, yo, they about to hang fifty something on us. Like it's about to be ugly, ugly. And this was like a, I think it was like a week after. Yeah, I think it was like a ten days after my birthday. And uh, in my head, I told them guys, I said, yo, the game ain't over. I said, if this was mad, I can find a way to come back and win this game. Not even by cheating or doing no funny stuff. I'm gonna come back and win this game. And the dude was like, nah, you crazy. You don't know what you're talking about. Man, that ain't going to happen, right? So, um, the half started going by. And, like, we started chipping at the lead. So, in that third quarter, you can see it was 35 to 14, right? I said it. I, I told the dude. I said, if y'all do not score again. If y'all take your foot off the gas, we're going to win this game. I said, if y'all start playing around, two's going to score, and we're going to score real quick. You look at the fourth quarter numbers, it was 28-3. to three. Now, you got to think, we, they only had 14 at that point. You scored 28 points, and the Ravens only scored 10? You tell me <laughs> uh, if, if Tua... Uh, didn't perform and exceeded. He had 469 yards passing, six TDs, two picks. I'm just saying. Tua Tungavailoa. I think his full name is... I ain't even going to try to say it. I, I might be butchering it. Tua... Uh, nah, I can't say it. <laughs> I thought I could. That's a that's a it's a tongue twister, tongue twister right there. But that man Tua, these next two games, Tua's putting up three hundred in both games. He's gonna be at almost two thousand yards passing. Play Giants at home, Panthers at home. Watch what happens. And if the Eagles don't start figuring some stuff out and they start slipping up, Tua's gonna put up three hundred on them and. And Lincoln Financial Field, man, it's going to be ugly. I'm telling you. So, I'm just saying this now. Mark my words. That, uh, at Tua, he's, he, he has a statement to make this year. There's a reason why he's playing the way he's playing. There's a reason. Let's go to the next guy. Christian Jackson McCaffrey. I love saying people's full names. It's crazy. Because then people be like, how you be knowing what is Google? <laughs> and man, Christian McCaffrey on the season. He's out here balling, right? Balling. He's going crazy. Tell this man to chill out, right? Right now on the season, he's rushing. He's rushed it 80 times. He has 459 yards rushing, six touchdowns, right? He's he's converted himself 23 first downs. His longest run was 65 yards in that week one win. He's averaging 114.8 rushing yards. Cut the crap, man. His receiving, he has 18 receptions, 141 yards. 7.8 yards a catch. One TD. But he's converted 11 first downs. That's a 71.4 success rate. His longest catch was 17 yards. So now on the season, he has 7 TDs, right? Christian McCaffrey is carrying that 49ers team. Carrying. That man is, ah, ah. 
He's playing the way he was playing when he was in Carolina with Cam Newton. I'm talking about that highlight type of way he was playing. Playing with that type of energy and that that emotion. He just like, yo, I really I really want this. Like I really want to show people like I didn't just come over here. I got paid. I got traded to a good team. I'm just settling. I'm just going to just do what I do, put up eye numbers. I'm be straight because his last couple years, he hasn't finished the season. He hasn't played full seasons. Um, like last year, uh, he played in 10 games with the Niners. But he played in six with the Panthers, so he played 16. So he really missed like, uh, I'll probably say, what, two games or a game apiece. Or maybe just one game. Uh, you go to 2022, he, he did miss one game. 2021, he only played seven. The year before, he played three. But his first three seasons, he was averaging about 14, 15 games a season. So... It's like... What he's doing, he's going to really take his numbers and shoot it through the roof, especially his rushing yards. If he can have, I would say at least, because he got a lot of games left. They still got, what, 13 games left? If he can put up 1,400 rushing yards but have 1,200 receiving yards, and if he, he's at seven TDs, six rushing, one passing, mm, I can see him maybe getting 21 touchdowns total for the season. And that's dangerous. That is dangerous. Oh, my goodness. Like, people better be paying attention, man. They better be paying attention because Christian McCaffrey – he said, I'm back. But it's still early in the season. I still got to see more out of him. But Christian McCaffrey, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I believe in you. I, I do. I do. The next guy. I don't normally try to bring up rival teams and stuff. But he did. He, he did what he was supposed to. He did what he was supposed to. Uh, on Sunday, he did. As I'm trying to get this p blown up on my screen, apparently my computer likes to act funny right now. Guess they don't want me to talk about this guy, which is all right. It's all right. Next guy I'm gonna talk about is uh Josh Allen. Joshua Allen, huh? Mm. All right, Josh. Since you came in the league, Joshua Patrick Allen, <laughs> not related to Patrick Mahomes. Let me tell you something, Josh. What you did to us on Sunday, I ain't even gonna lie. You played a lights out game. That game was perfect. I'm glad y'all stopped at 48 because it probably would have got worse. It would have got ugly. Because he had 84.0 completion percentage, 320 yards passing, four TDs, no picks. <laughs> Son of a 158.3 passer rating. I'm going to. He put up 218 on Washington, one TD, one INT, even though they beat them 37 to 3. He beat up the Raiders, 274, three TDs, 124.5. Pass the rate. The Jets game was his only fumble, which is all right. You're going to have that. Jets are a solid defense. 236, one TD, three picks, 62.5. Pass the rate. So he has 1,048. Passing yards, 74.8 completion percentage, 9 TDs, 4 picks, 106.7 passer rating. 
his career, he's thrown about 19,000 yards, 147 TDs, 64 interceptions, 63.1 completion percentage. But he has, he's averaging a 93.0 passer. Josh Allen, he keeps it, he keeps up what he's doing. He's gonna, mm, and Bill's gonna be a dangerous team to mess with. That's why, but I don't put nothing past them. I don't. That's still a good team. They got, they play very tall. I was explaining this to someone. I said when you got tall linebackers, you got big defensive ends, defensive tackles. Uh, you got guys that are more so playing upright, and they like. I'm talking about a disciplined team. They ain't giving you nothing. I'm talking about, like, you might think you're going to get a deep pass down the field or you're going to break big runs all the time. Mm-mm. You're going to have to catch them off guard. They're they a stingy, stingy team. Stingy, stingy team. Um, but, yeah, I, I think Josh Allen, he should be considered. To me, he's up there. Uh, he's a great. He's a pretty good quarterback. He's always been that way. Um, I don't see him dropping off at any other time. Another guy who should never be forgotten, who should always be in them talks. That man, Patrick LeVon Mahomes, the second. He hasn't had really impressive numbers. He's a thousand six passing yards, sixty four point three completion, eight TDs, four picks, ninety two uh, passer rating. But here's the thing, though, you gotta think about all the other times he's played with all these different teammates. He has certain stars and receivers that's helped him out. And you think about what he has this year versus what he had last year. He put a fifty two hundred and fifty. Uh, yards, 41 TDs, 12 picks, 67.2 completions percentage, 105.2 passer rate. His best out of any of his years, aside from when they won the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, they won the Super Bowl last year, but the first time they won the Super Bowl. Patrick Mahomes. Should never be forgotten in any of these talks. Because he is like, he's like Josh Allen. You got a tall quarterback, a guy that ain't going to go down like that. But he's nimble. His O-line will block, will hold up. You ain't going to be just sitting there getting no six sacks like what Cleo Mack did to Aiden McConnell. It ain't going to happen. You're not even going to get that lucky. You got to play with, I got to keep him in front of me. If I don't. This man is going to kill me because these receivers are going to find a way to get open. And what the Chiefs love doing, they replicate. So they saw how Tyreek played, and they tried doing that with Mikael Hardman and Marquez Valdez Scantley. No, no, no. Uh, Mikael Hardman and uh, it was another guy they had. But they had guys that kind of did the same thing, moved the same way and stuff. So nothing was changed. They're starting to get it now with Sky West, Marquez Valdez, Scantley, uh, Travis get, Kelsey's getting healthy. Um, it's a lot of things, and I feel like he should always still be considered into that that realm because Patrick Mahomes is a very good quarterback, very good. And uh, I just like I like how he plays. He is he is very good. Another guy, is this one going to throw people off because ain't nobody seen this guy. This is a guy don't even have a resume. Like, he applied at a job, a big, big, uh, fancy job, and people just like, who is this dude? I ain't never heard of this guy before. Um, and uh, this guy here, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. This guy's most unique guy in the league, but he's on fire right now. 
Puka. I don't know how to say his last name. I'm going to say how I think it sounds. Nakua. <laughs> yes, sir. People probably still are like, who is this dude? Well, I guess his first name is Micaiah. American football wide receiver for the Los Angeles Rams. Um, this man is a fifth round pick. 177. Man, 6'2. And he's playing in place of. Because the Cooper Cup is not available right now. He's been hurt. But his stats have been outstanding from week to week, except for against the Bengals. And he still put up decent yards. This man. Is leading the league in receptions. He has 39 receptions on the season. 501 yards. 12.8 yards a catch. One TD. That man Puka Nakua. Oh my goodness. That is a guy people need to... Really focus in on. He's he's just the same as when Cooper Cup came in the league. When Cooper Cup came in, ain't nobody thinking about, about that guy. Ain't nobody thinking about Cooper Cup. Like, what? Where did he come from? This man Puka's out here putting up numbers. And he's only going to ascend and get more and more. You got 39 receptions in the first four games. You still got 13 more games. Bro, are you trying to get 150, 160? Like how Larry Fitzgerald used to do so easily. Or Marvin Harrison. Um, Antonio Brown. You're trying to do those numbers? Alright, man. Alright, I ain't mad at you. Puka Nakua. People, remember the name. He will keep ascending. Do I think he'll get MVP votes or do I think he'll get a chance? I don't know. I feel like, you know, if guys are, if guys are unheard of, unknown, I think they'll get more so offensive player of the year, maybe. But MVP is a little tough. But Puka Nakua, young man. You are someone special. And the last guy I want to bring up that's been going crazy. Going crazy. Miles Garrett should be considered an MVP talks. Here's why. Miles Lorenz Garrett. This man it's, ain't even 30 yet. He's 27. Come on, man. Right now in the season, he has five and a half sacks. Ten combined tackles. Now, those are like, those are all right. Those are good numbers. First four games, you know, it's hard to get like a sack in every game. But just think about it like this. When you make, and he's only played in three games this season. He ain't even played in the fourth game. He played in only three games. Just think. When you can be sitting there practicing those those uh, little dribble, like you got a basketball, you dribbling between your legs and stuff. You could do this, throw off an offensive lineman, get past him, and still get the sack. Almost like you're playing. Or you're going from one side of the field, and you're like, nah, I don't like this. I'm going to go to the other side. You're doing this nonstop to a point. You got two guys following you, and it's a delay of game. Yo, you are someone that's dangerous, and they need to put you under the jail. Cut this crap, man. Put you under. Because this is a grown man. Grown man. It don't make no sense that this guy's out here playing like this, rejuvenated, and out here got offensive linemen scared and tight ends scared. What? 
Man is 6'4", 272. Man is built like The Rock. He's built like I can I can go I can go to each one of your linemen and beat them every time. Oh, come on, come on. Miles Garrett is dangerous. A dangerous, dangerous play in the National Football League. I give it to him. He plays very outstanding. We'll see how he keeps holding up. But let's talk about some other news. Um, we got Bills, Tredavious White. He has a torn Achilles. He's out for the season. That's disheartening for the Bills. They had secondary issues in that game against the Dolphins where guys were going down and getting hurt, and he's out for the season. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. Um, we got... Um, we got people were wondering like, why is Justin or Joe Burrow out there still playing and he's hurt? This is how it's going to hurt the Bengals. This is how it's going to hurt them. Let's pull up what their schedule looks like. Cause Joe Shystein, Shystein out there, he's looking pretty bad. First game you lose twenty four to three. The next game you lose twenty four to twenty. 27-24. You win the Monday night game, which is cool. 19-16. But you lose 27-3. So if we go through your whole stats, passing yards a game, you average 166. Uncharacteristic, especially in the, with the weapons he have and it's Joe Burrow. They're 31st in rushing, 70 yards a game. That is terrible with Joe Mixon out there. That's your running back. They only average 12.3 points a game. That's 31st. That's even worse. But they're giving up 23.5, which is 18th. Something has to change with the Bengals. Because if they don't, they are going to slide. Um, they are going to slide, especially in this tough AFC North. And they can't afford to be taking certain losses. And Joe Burrow has not put up any type of numbers that scares any person like he hasn't done anything and uh let's uh look at his whole stats for the season so he has a 33.6 qbr 57.6 completion percentage 728 yards passing two tds right mm. but he has two picks as long as passes 43 yards a 69.1 passer rating. It's not cutting it. It's not cutting it. Um, he has to... He has to figure out, do I want to play or do I want to be hurt? Because if you want to play, the Bengals going to need to see you take, your, take yourself and go to the next level. Because right now... Uh, this ain't cutting it. I'm sure Bengals fans are upset. Uh, he he has to get this team back to where they need to be in. Cause ah, right now they're fourth in their division behind the Browns, Steelers, and then Ravens. It was supposed to be a two team fight with the Ravens and Bengals for top teams, and right now this looking like the Ravens right now at least consistent. Uh, they said uh, as of two days ago, Zach Taylor confirmed that they have no intention of setting Burrow as the QB continues to deal with a lingering calf strain. Um, when asked specifically if Burrow is going to start against the Cardinals on Sunday, Taylor replied in the affirmative, noting that he believes the Cardinal, the Bengals' offense can operate at least at a high enough level, even given the signal caller's current condition. Burrow practiced fully last week and approached the t the team's week four loss to the Titans without any injury designation. So unless he suffers a setback at practice this week, Burrow will be out there this weekend, which is uh is a high possibility T Higgins won't be playing. 
uh, with a rib injury for the Cardinals. Ah, especially against that hungry and they're playing together. Cardinals team, they, they, they might only got one win, but they're playing very hungry right now. On the road, I don't know. I might have to change my pick. I might have to go Bengals to beat. I mean, the Cardinals to beat the Bengals. Got to go with the more hungry team, but I'm going to just try to be safe and pick the Bengals, but I don't know because the next couple games is brutal. Play the Cardinals. You play the Seahawks at home. You play the 49ers on the road. Oh, no. Oh, no. Bills at home. Texas at home. Ravens on the road. Steelers at home. Jaguars on the road. Oh, Lord. You're The Bengals are in murderous road right now. Uh, they better figure something out. Because uh, right now, that whole list of games I mentioned, oh, especially with a quarterback that's not healthy. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I. I don't know how the Bengals are going to handle this. This is going to be a tough one. Like, if I had to predict it, I'm going to say they beat the Cardinals barely. So, it makes them, what is it, two and three, right? Play the Seahawks. Mm. Depending on what they say about Gino. But right now, Gino, I think Gino got hurt in the game Monday night. And if, if it's Drew Locke and they're home... They can win. That defense ain't that great over there in Seattle. They just do enough. I'ma say they win, so they be three and three. 49ers, lost. That's three and four. Bills, lost. Three and five. Texans. It depends. But the Texans play good defense. It's three and six. Ah. Oh Lord. Playing the Ravens on the road. Ah. I'm going to say they win 4-6. Steelers 5-6. and six, I don't know. And then the Jags. If they can at least get through that stretch, it'd be 6-6. Six and six, They're good. Because all they got left is the Colts, Vikings, Steelers, Chiefs, Browns. If they lose <laughs> more than, if they're not 6-6 six and six, and they got eight losses by then, yeah, Bengals ain't making no playoffs. I'm sorry, they not and stuff. They, yeah, unless they want to pack it in, I'm gonna need them to. F they want to figure it out, figure it out. Let me talk about that injury from Geno Smith. I'm going to see if they gave any updates on him because I haven't seen or anything. Uh, let me see. Let me see anything about Geno. I haven't seen that. Um, I don't see that. Let me see. Let's go to the injury list. See if they talking about anything. So he's questionable. He twisted his knee during the Monday's 24-3 win over the Giants. But the injury isn't serious as they have reported. So he might be all right. Right now, Artie Burns and Trey Brown, their corners are out. Uh, I didn't. I, I just now got. Word, I guess I was just late on it. JC Jackson got traded. They he got traded back to the Patriots. The teams are swapping the 2025 sixth and seventh round picks in a deal with the Patriots. Um, Jackson was originally drafted by the Pats and he was with the Patriots from 2018 to 2021 before signing a five year $82.5 million deal with the Chargers and free agency last year. The two teams are reworking Jackson's remaining $9.3 million, uh, million salary for the 2023 as part of the deal uh, with New England covering around $1.5 million. The Chargers covering the rest. Uh, 
He did have 25 interceptions with the Patriots, but he only played in seven games over two seasons with the, the Chargers and holding just one pick in that time. He was a healthy scratch in that week three game, and he had legal trouble in late September. So, yeah, that was surprising to see uh, the Patriots actually do that. Uh, very quick, though. That they was like, yeah, let's, let me get my cornerback because uh, y'all ain't using him properly. So, if y'all ain't going to use him right, y'all don't want to play him, just give us our guy back. Hopefully it helps them. I'm a Dolphins fan. I don't care what they do. Because them Dolphins is going to be running through the rest of the AFC. As I always be saying, sucker. Broncos release Randy Gregory. What? Oh, Lord. It's getting out of control. Good Lord. Ooh. Let's go do the ESPN power rankings for each team. See if I agree or disagree. See if I'll move some teams. I'll go through the top 10 and I'll tell you who I think should be in there, who should drop. All right. So let's go with number 10 team. Right now, they got the Seattle Seahawks. They're 3 and 1. Uh, right now, defensive. Defensive efficiency, efficiency, I'm struggling. Lynn. Oh, spit it out, Junior. The 27th in the league. Their biggest issue is third down. Uh, do I see a team that should be a little bit higher than them? Not really. Uh, so they fine staying where they're at. At number nine, they got the Tampa Bay Bucks. They're three and one. Their defensive efficiency is 65.4, which is 10th. Their biggest issue is they still haven't evolved the big explosive plays. I need the Bucks. I need they, I need for them to take the <coughs> excuse me. I need for the Bucks to let Baker Mayfield to let that thing loose. Got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Can can you let the ball loose, man? Throw it deep. Yeah, the Bucks defense is only giving up 17 points a game. That's seventh best in the league. But it has given up 16 pass plays of 20 yards a mile. That's fourth worst. So I'm gonna need I'm gonna need to see more from the Bucks. When I move them up, I'll move them up probably past the Lions right now. The Lions starting to like at the beginning of the season, it looked like they could be a like that solid number three team is still tough to gauge with them. Right now they're ranked number eight. They're three and one. Defense efficiency is 63.3. 13. The biggest issue is rushing the passer. Um, uh, over the past two games, the Lions registered 12 is 13 sacks on the season with second year edge rusher Aiden Hudson. Tolling three and a half in that span. Um, they're still trying to figure it out. They take on the Panthers this week, so they might be able to get themselves maybe three or four. Uh, maybe that'll help them out, but I would have the Bucks ahead of them. They got the Ravens at seven with three and one. Their defense efficiency is 84.2, which is third. Um, right now, explosive runs. I'm going to need them to figure out... Uh, who's the lead back? Is it Justice Hill? Is it Gus Edwards? Uh, does Lamar have to do what he did the MVP year and carry them? I need them to figure that out. Um, defense is, is putting it together. It's just that offense. I feel like it's still stagnant. They need to do a little bit more, but they're good where they're at. Um, I wouldn't move them up past my own team that's ranked number six. Uh, they dropped two spots. Defensive efficiency is 35.6, which is 28. Yeah. Biggest issue is third down defense. Yeah, the Dolphins right now are allowing opponents to convert on 46% of their third down attempts. That's tied for eighth force in the league. Um, Vic, I'm going to need you to not do what you did against the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to need you to put my best corner or their best corner 
on the best receiver and not have him on the second guy or the third guy or the tight end. I'm going to need you to do that because Cater Kohu is still young, man. I need him to, Xavier Howard, for his whole career, has played against the best receiver. Put him on the best receiver. We played the Giants this week. You can kind of move him around throughout the whole field. Uh, we should be all right because Daniel Jones, well, that guy. <laughs> so, but as far as the Dolphins defense, I'm going to need them to play a little bit better because that Dolphins putting up, putting up numbers, I need that defense to really be holding. The hold, come on. Number five, they have the Dallas Cowboys at 3-1. Defense efficiency is 85.2, which is second in the league. Biggest issue was run defense. Um, uh, week three against the Cardinals, they gave up 222 yards, but they gave up 180 in the first half, which is 7.4 yards of carries. Um, they got some tough opponents playing the 49ers, and they played the Eagles. So those are two teams that will run the ball. That's number three and number two in the league. Uh, Cowboys got to get it together, but I want to see some more out of that offense. I need them to get it more as a CD. I need I need Michael Gallup to get some more touches. I need Brandon Cooks to get open. I need Tony Pollard. Can y'all find that, man? Because I ain't heard about him since last year. I need him to step up a little bit. But uh, all in all, Cowboys are going to have some tough games ahead of them. So we'll see how that goes. Kansas City Chiefs are ranked fourth, 73.6 defense efficiency, which is six. But their lack of takeaways is hurting them. Because uh, right now they only have five takeaways, which is tied for 11th in the NFL. But that's not good enough for a team that thrives on pressure. And uh, them beating up on Justin Fields and Zach Wilson does nothing. Because their next couple games, they face Kirk Cousins, Russell Wilson twice, Justin Herbert, Tua Tungabailoa, and Jalen Hurts in the next six weeks. So this will determine if the Chiefs are really, really for real. Because they do win games. But are they really that good defensively? Or are they just good against bad offenses? See how they go. Um, number three, they have the Bills. Um, ranked third, 76.8. Defense efficiency, which is fourth. Their biggest issue right now, they lost to Davius White for the season. Nah, that's going to hurt them with that torn Achilles. Because um, that defense was really looking nasty right now. And they're going to have to rely on Dane Jackson, Christian Bedford, and Kair Elam. Uh, young corners. So, let's see how the Bills do. Uh, the, I think the Bills are always, like, in that pack. They're always a good team. So, I really have no issues or thinking that they'll be faltering anytime soon. Uh, the Bills are a very solid team. Very solid. And I do like what they got. I wish we would have had that type of personnel and stuff. But uh, we'll see how they do the next six weeks. The Eagles are ranked second. They're 4-0 with a defense efficiency of 64.5, which is 12th in the league. The biggest problem is pass defense. Uh, their top two corners, Avante Maddox has a torn left pectoral muscle, and Zach McPherson torn right Achilles tendon are expecting to miss the rain in the season, and they are thin at safety as well because uh, the Eagles passing is giving up, uh, it's 27th. They're, they're giving up 260.8 yards a game and have yielded the third most passing touchdowns and with nine, trailing only to the Broncos with 13 and the Bears with 10. It's like I said. It's like I told someone. I said, the Eagles are a very dangerous team that front seven. Their problem is their, their corners and safeties. If their corners and safeties are not playing at that level that their front seven is playing, the teams are going to get exposed because when you play certain teams and they're playing fast or they're trying to get those linemen tired and they play up-tempo, them corners are going to struggle, and they're going to attack Darius Slay. They're going to attack them backup corners and backup safeties and stuff. So if the Eagles don't figure this out, the Eagles will get they'll get exposed. But, I mean, luckily with their schedule, aside from playing the Dolphins and Cowboys, uh, they, they might be all right. They might have two losses, but 
maybe two or three, maybe four losses on the season, but they're going to have to really figure it out because that stretch run is going to be clutch for that secondary. Um, and number one, they got the San Francisco 49ers. They're 4-0, 65.0 defensive rate efficiency, which is ranked 11th in the league. Their only problem is red zone efficiency. Um, the Niners have allowed touchdowns on six and nine drives. They've allowed... They've allowed to reach the red zone at a 66.7 rate. That is tied for 23rd in the NFL. The Niners are still winning games comfortably, but the holding opponents to field goals instead of touchdowns are more frequently will matter as the schedule gets more difficult. I feel like with the 49ers, they play, they play very good in the regular season. They really do. I think for them to really get it together, that front four has got to get more sacks. They got to get more pressures. Uh, Nick Bosa's got to wake up. Uh, they got guys that they gonna have to if if that offense is not like putting up 24, 30 points a game, they gonna need that defense. And if that defense is having games where they ain't really really scaring teams, teams are going to attack. They are gonna start looking at that weakness, thinking like, hmm, that front four ain't getting off their blocks, so. We'll see how that goes um, as time goes on. But I like those rankings. Like I said, the only teams I would swap out and move is the Bucks and the Lions. I like the Bucks more than the Lions. I like their defense. And if they let Baker just let it loose, they'd be all right. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We got some big games coming this week. First one to be up on Thursday night as the Chicago Bears play the Washington Commanders. Will Sam Howe have himself a field day against the other guy on the other side of the field who's supposed to be, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Or will it be Justin Fields and what he did last week? And he started to show some glimpses where he was playing better. Uh, that's Owen Four versus two and two. Right now, the red, the Commanders are favored to win by sixty point eight percentage. So we'll see uh, how the Bears try to manipulate that that Washington team, but I fear for them because that Washington front seven is scary. They will come after the quarterback. They will. Bring that heat. They'll bring that blitz and get that quarterback uncomfortable. And if Justin Fields is not releasing it and not getting that ball out of his hands quick, oh, it's going to be a long day for him. A long day for him. Uh, right now, Justin Fields has 861 yards passing on the season. Seven TDs, five INTs. Um, Khalil Herbert has 41 carries, 196 yards. DJ Moore got 19 receptions, 301 yards, two TDs. Versus Sam Howell's 961 yards passing. He got four TDs with five picks. He got to clean that up. Uh, Brian Robinson at 61 carries, 261 yards, three TDs. Terry McLaurin, 21 receptions, 212 yards, one TD. Uh, Washington got some key guys that's banged up right now. That's questionable, like Curtis Samuel, Juwan Dotson. Uh, for the Bears, Eddie Jackson's questionable to play. Te Tevin Jenkins, Jalen Johnson, their starting corner. So, yeah, I'm going to just go with Washington because uh, I don't know. I said this previous episodes, the Bears, I don't know where they're going to get wins from. They're going to have to really steal it and take it and... It's tough right now to say who they beat, but if they could pull this one off beating the Commanders, it might jumpstart them to beat the Vikings, but I don't know. We'll see. Um, like I said, I got the Commanders winning that game pretty convincingly. Terry McGloin going to probably have a great game. He's going to probably have like seven receptions. He gonna they're going to attack that secondary. Running might be... Mm. But I, I guarantee Sam Howell's going to put up at least 250 in that game. He'll have, like, two touchdowns. He might even have a rushing touchdown. So they can move up in their rankings. Because right now they're third behind Dallas and Philly. But I see them winning that game. Um, we also got games this Sunday. 
on the NFL slate. The Sunday night game is the Cowboys and 49ers. That's the game of the week to me. Uh, that's going to be a, a very good game. Um, uh, it's going to be, can Dak get past that boogeyman, the Dallas or the 49ers? Or will the 49ers just do what they always do against the Cowboys? Pinpoint and pick apart that Cowboys team. And the Monday night game is the Green Bay Packers and the Las Vegas Raiders play. Will Jimmy G be back or will it be Aiden O'Connell again? Um, that's going to be a pretty interesting game. Probably a fun, exciting game. I might watch that one because I, I do like what Jordan Love is doing on the season. So we'll see how that goes. But uh, you already know how I do. You feel me? It's your boy Dubs in the building. Check me out on all my platforms check me out on uh snapchat young dubs 26 tiktok dubs in the building 24 ig at dubs in the building facebook like page dubs in the building follow me on apple Podcasts, amazon music spotify and iHeartRadio. my platform is all on there i'm working on getting it on some more platforms as we speak I'm trying to start putting up a video podcast where y'all yeah, can see me, and I'll probably have that where it's subscription where I break down in depth certain quarterbacks in the league, certain guys, certain schemes, um, and things so y'all can watch. I'm going to get that started in the next couple of weeks, but um, you know where to find me. It's your boy Dubs in the building. Y'all have a good rest of y'all Wednesday. I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace.